Welcome to episode number two in the month of zombie preparedness for October. Happy Halloween to all of you if you're listening to this later. And uh, hopefully, happy less pandemic in your lives. Right now, in the middle of the coronavirus, I think that it's kind of funny that we have an opportunity like this in the month of October, which is traditionally the Halloween month, and we do all sorts of scary things in the media. Uh, the, the the focus of what we've been doing on our, our preparedness blog here is about zombies. The government set up a couple of interesting resources. They have a graphic novel. They have a zombie preparedness plan. They did this uh, quite a few quite a few years ago, back when the zombie movies, The Walking Dead, The Evil Dead, 28 Days Later, all of those sort of things are really in the public's mind. Some of those are from years ago that have been have, having a resurgence. Some of them are common in the new media now. The thing is, in our world today, in 2020, this is very appropriate to discuss things like pandemics and protecting yourself from threats that are out there other than things you can just shoot. And you look at these zombie videos, uh, let's just use the fear of the walking dead and the walking dead as examples. For some reason, these people are doing their best to wander around in the woods where there are no walls, no doors, and no ways that they can actually protect themselves in a major way. I watched this, and I think that it's really hilarious that this would be a good example of how people actually survived. When they come across bunkers and places where people have holed up, they find other complete communities that have dealt with it by putting up walls, dealing together as a community, and working on stuff. Unfortunately, most of the time, these people are you know, controlling cult despotic people. But that's the nature of humanity. You look around right now at who is probably the most prepared and who's probably the least prepared. And those people that are prepared are prepared for a reason. They got, they got an agenda. They've got something going on. Now, I'm not saying everybody does. I'm not saying you do. But you are the one here sitting and listening to me, and so I'm talking to you. If you're going to work as a community, communities need a leader. This is true. Families need a leader. This is true. Projects need a leader. This is true. But you get to choose which projects and which family and which leader you have. An important part of preparedness is preparing yourself mentally to do what you have to do. If you look at these zombie movies where people are wandering around out through the woods and traveling from place to place trying to find a safe place, you see a lot of people going out and cutting off zombie heads. It's good good drama. You see a lot of people that are out there doing their best to be a target, honestly. The more quiet you are, the less you're a target. And if these people had found a good, fortifiable building, worked out a way to stockpile food, and that being the first priority, then work out a defensible area where they could slowly but surely clear out zombies from the area. This is a start on reality. Number one, you make yourself safe. Number two, you plan for your future. And number three, you fight the problem that's trying to kill you. In zombie preparedness, this uh, this is not wander around the woods with a katana and hope you can climb a tree before the zombie gets there and you cut his head off. 
that is utter bull. And people will die in a real zombie event if that were to happen. So, <clears throat> what would you do in the event of a real zombie uh, pandemic? Number one, keep yourself safe, which means putting barriers between you and the possibly infected. Barriers between you and the possibly infected. I will say that one more time. Barriers between you and the possibly infected. I want you to think about that. I'm going to take a short break and be right back while you're thinking about that. Now that we're back and you've had a brief moment to contemplate that and, you know, toss it back and forth around in your little brain, what is the most important part of surviving at all? It doesn't matter if it's a alien invasion, meteors from outer space, a killer squid convention, anything that's going to happen. And I'm not going to go into things that will or won't happen and start an argument here. I'm not going to talk about, you know, uh, Republicans uh, taking your human rights, uh, Democrats taking away your ammo. Because uh, uh, you know, as soon as I say those words, you guys take a stand. And your political stand outweighs your need to survive. And that's, that's, just, that's just crap. you got to get over that. The point of the matter is humans are humans. We have different viewpoints. We have different uh, personal beliefs. <clears throat> just because you believe something doesn't make it real. Because lots of people believe all sorts of really weird stuff. So here we're going to talk about zombies. Because, you know, do you believe they exist? No, of course not. Well, maybe they do. I don't know. Could you ever, in 2016, 2017... Believe that 2020 would be what it is? Well, I couldn't have. So, let's stop and take zombies seriously for a moment. What do you need to prepare as an EDC bag for zombies? Okay, you see the zombie movies. You gotta have a big blade to cut off their heads. You gotta uh, have some uh, like bite-proof armor to keep them from snapping at you. And you get stop. Just just stop. These are TV shows. They're movies. They're about drama. They're about people doing stupid things. Uh, have you ever seen that Geico commercial where it points out if you're in a horror movie, you make stupid decisions? Well, in a zombie movie, it's a horror movie. We're not going to talk about doing the stupid decisions today. We're going to talk about doing the right decisions. So, in your EDC, what do you need to carry for a zombie apocalypse? Number one, survival provisions for you. Ideally, food and a way to get food and make food and process food. Everybody in their survival kits takes a fishing kit. How many of y'all fish? How many on a regular basis go down to the creek and sit there and kill worms? That's that's what my grandpa used to always call it. We're going to go down and drown some worms because the goal was relaxing. It wasn't really bringing fish back, but he occasionally brought fish back. If you're going to, to set snares 
these are places that you can catch a squirrel, catch a rabbit, catch a uh, whatever your, your you know the prey is in your area. You're not going to be there. You're not going to be actively roaming around in zombie land to uh, no no copyright infringement intended um, to get the prey. You're going to be safe in your bunker with walls, borders, boundaries, alarms. There is a great zombie preparedness kit for makers. And by makers, I'm talking about people who you know, like build stuff and want to uh, tinker with things and hack electronics and so forth. That uses a variety of uh, zombie projects. What if this happened? Well, we could salvage this and salvage that and salvage that and put them together. Important things like how do you make a generator? If you have parts of a bicycle and an old dead car, you can pull off an alternator. As long as you've got a voltage regulator, you can create a 12-volt generator. And that 12-volt generator can generate energy and charge a 12-volt battery. And that 12-volt battery can run uh, an alarm system based on an Arduino or Raspberry Pi. It can run scavenged stuff that is off the shelf. The problem is... If you're going to learn how to do this in the moment, you're going to fail. You're not going to survive. The whole goal of this, this podcast and what you're talking about when you say I'm a prepper or I'm a survivalist is that you're going to prep. Now, preppers prepare. There may be in this upcoming strife that's going to happen. And for you young folks, look up the word strife. And try not to put it into too much of a context of, uh, of politics, because it means a lot more than just what's about to happen in the next few months. In this upcoming environment um, um, of strife that's about to happen, and people not agreeing to agree, not agreeing to disagree, not being able to get over their personal ego and belief system and allow other people to have theirs. You're going to have some issues. Now think about food preparedness. If you're in a zombie apocalypse, you know you're going to be shut in. You're not going to be able to get out and get food without zombies attacking you. In this world, and what's coming up, it may not be zombies attacking you. Think about the toilet paper crisis when this whole pandemic started. Everyone ran out and bought all the toilet paper off the shelves. I have no idea why. Because humanity survived thousands of years taking a crap in the field, in an outhouse, in whatever, before toilet paper was invented. My grandfather would have said, well, there's a page of the catalog you can use. Well, you know, if everybody does stuff online, that serious catalog isn't out there anymore. But there's, there's that as an example, which is bizarre to me since the pandemic itself was a respiratory thing and did not cause any intestinal issues. Why do you have to hoard toilet paper? I don't know. That's, that's just weird. But you do need food. And if people realize that things are going to get bad and they start hoarding food, maybe you should take a slow, measured approach now. Get another shelf. And start stacking back things in a pantry. If you're a prepper, you've already done that. That's part of preparedness. 
Being a prepper doesn't mean that you have guns and ammo to take whatever you want. Because no matter what, whether it's zombies or not, you get out there and you start combat to get your basics, you have a chance of losing. If you hunker down with your basics already and create a community of people who can share and work on that together, then you have something to work on. Those zombies out there are a danger. Let's say that they're just the uh, the slow shambling zombies, and hopefully they, they don't even have the power and impetus to break plate glass. Then you have a lot of places to hide. If not, you need to take boards and board up your plate glass. Um, you have great big windows in the front of wherever you're at. The zombies can break and come through. Put plywood over it. Keep your doors handy, though. Lock, 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 lock. In the modern world, as many people that want to come in and take your stuff, you should already be doing this. I'm not saying you should already board up your windows, unless you're in Louisiana this hurricane season, but that's not the point. We have so many things in common with modern, real prepping and a zombie pandemic that if you put in your EDC things to keep you alive, you work out ways to keep food, get food, prep food, get water, keep water and prep water, and make sure that it's filtered, pure, and clean. Right now, we know that COVID-19 can actually be transmitted through water if it is shared soon enough. Boil it. Disinfect it. Uh, learn to use a certain amount of bleach to sanitize the water. It doesn't have to be enough, enough that you, you know, you're drinking bleachy water. But think about swimming pools. They keep swimming pools safe with a certain chlorine uh, content. And as far as keeping yourself safe from zombies in the zombie pandemic, you're going to have to think about how you protect your borders and boundaries. Because you have to get sleep. You can't constantly be running around cutting the heads off of zombies. If that worked, we'd spend all our time outside with a katana or a machete or, for those uh, fans of Evil Dead, a chainsaw. Doesn't matter. You need to be safe where you can rest, recuperate, and live your life. It's not just a constant war against the enemy, the zombies, the COVID pandemic, whatever. Prepping is about finding a way to create a way of life. And once you were able to do that, then you can safely deal with the threat at the door. Now, I suspect that a lot of you aren't really that familiar with uh, fortifications and bunkers. In your house, how would you keep it safe from entry? Hopefully you're doing that already in case of burglars and so forth. But in the event of really determined enemies, can you protect? your windows, doors, and so forth. If not, you need to learn how. How many locks do you have on your door? Just one? Okay. How firm is it? Can the door be kicked in? Because there are zombie moves where we have really fast, really strong zombies. Uh, and the issue is, you have to deal with really fast, strong opponents then. How do you do that? 
Now, in a zombie pandemic, a first aid kit may not be part of your uh, EDC because you think, well, if I get bit, I'm a zombie. End of story. Just like getting shot in the head. But honestly, if you think about it, if you're out and about trying to get your food and trying to stay safe from zombies, there's probably some debris where you've broken into the place or maybe broken glass on the floor. There may be places where you're having to deal with uh, other people's borders and boundaries that have been set up to keep zombies in or out. Now, it may keep a zombie out, but you may have to climb it. You may have to scratch yourself on some barbed wire, whatever. These things are regular, everyday first aid things that are not zombie bites, but you will need first aid. So in the event that you're doing dangerous things on a regular basis, you need to prepare for those dangerous things. And if those dangerous things can cause you injury, you need to keep a trauma kit. You need to keep a bandage kit. You need to keep first aid around. Now, if you don't know what those terms mean, please look them up. And on another episode, we will talk about uh, what is a good trauma kit and so forth. I personally keep a full field surgery kit in my backpack. That's one of those things. And how many of you know how to give or take stitches? And if you do, can you put a stitch in your own arm or leg or abdomen while you're out in the field? No? Well, learn. You want to live? Go learn. This is important to do. So, and your EDC for zombies, you need some sort of warning system. In the Dollar Tree, in our local place, which is our local version of a dollar store, Family Dollar is another one, they have these little uh, door alarm things. It's a little bitty uh, siren that runs off of a button battery. There's a little magnet switch right next to it. As long as the magnet's there, it's not going to go off. But if you move the magnet, it screams. Those attached to a fishing line make a wonderful tripwire alarm, so you know when you're safe and when you're not, to an extent. Those are a dollar. You know, those sort of things. Little bits that help you prepare. You might think, okay, how do I, how do I secure my area? And a lot of that may involve uh, uh, construction and plywood, uh, bricks, debris, and putting a desk in front of the door. All these things are good. But little things you can do on a regular basis, think about that dollar store alarm. You're in a hotel in a, a foreign country or a place that you think may just be a little shady. Well, if the window can slide up, uh, take some sticky tack, that little blue uh, putty stuff that you hang up posters with, and that should be in your first aid kit. That should be in your uh, EDC kit. Need some of that? Stick that to the door. Stick that to the window. If the window slides up in the middle of the night, the siren goes off. The door comes open, the siren goes off. You should own those. Those should be in your kit right now, pre-zombie, because other things want to come into your house or your room and do you harm or take your stuff. Other things besides zombies. So those sort of things. If you haven't thought about that before, why not? Get it together. Start thinking. Think proactively and move forward in the context of I will be safe. Because if you're not safe, you can't help your family. You can't help your community. There is no way, if you're not safe, that you can be of any good to anyone else. And if that's not your goal as a prepper, then it's all about ego and selfishness. I will survive. That's a great, great thought. 
the question is why. Why will you survive? Why should you survive? The answer should be that you are worth something. You are of value to yourself and others. You are worth saving. You are worth surviving. If your goal is just to control others and be the big guy, well, you're not the one I'm talking to today. But you, yeah, you know who you are right there. You. You have value. You have an opportunity. And if you train yourself to be of value to others, then you have an opportunity to make a change in other people's life. You have an opportunity to help other people move forward. You have an opportunity to be worth saving. You're worth saving or you wouldn't be listening to this. I want you to know that. Now, next week, and possibly on a bonus episode in between, we're going to talk more about zombies, and we may pick up that zombie preparedness uh, 101 zombie graphic novel. It's it, it's getting a little rough to read because of all the placement of the speech bubble, so I, that's why I didn't do it today. But I wanted to talk to you a little bit more about this in the zombie context. It's, it's fun to see zombies. It's fun to talk about that. It's not fun to deal with daily life when you're going to Walmart and you have to deal with a mask and all that sort of stuff. You know what? A mask is such a little thing. Wear your freaking mask. Do you care about anybody? Do you care about the world around you? No, a mask doesn't keep you from getting COVID-19. But that other dumb son of... The other guy who has COVID-19 and said, it's my right and I'm not going to wear a mask. He may not know it yet. He may not be running a fever just yet. He may be asymptomatic. But when he's like, it's my right and I don't care. And spews COVID past a possible barrier, which could have been on his face. But it's not. Into your area. You touch something, and then you, you alter your mask. You move it around, whatever. The mask is to protect others from you. And you don't know that you're sick or not yet. Well, I'm not sick. I have no symptoms. Do those zombies out there just do what they're programmed to do by their environment? And their current belief system, yeah, it's a belief system. Right now, they believe that you are prey, and they believe they have the right to bite you. They have the need to do what they are doing. They don't care about you. They're beyond. They're gone. They're way past your helping. Don't you be a zombie. Don't be beyond people's need or ability to help. Don't go beyond and just not care about anybody and be the the mindless zombie out there just biting whatever because at least i didn't sigh that much in this uh, episode <laughs>